0: Hey guys, today I'm here with Leslie. So Leslie is a second time podcast guest, so I'm going to link her original podcast oh no. episode. Yeah, I know. There's only a handful of people who can say that. I want to link her first episode in the show notes. Um, but Leslie has done a lot of things since I last had her on. She is now a co-host of the hilarious Mill Spouse House podcast. And if You guys haven't seen me share it. I was actually a guest (laughs) on it, but oh my gosh, it cracks me up. I got so excited that there was a new one today that aired. I'm like, yes, I'm going to laugh my ass Mm. off today. Yes, our
1: podcast came out at the same time this morning.
0: Yes, I was so excited. (laughs) So excited. Um, So Leslie has founded Classy Broads Coffee and Tea. And if you haven't checked that out too, oh my gosh, the sayings on the front of her coffee bags will like crack you up hilariously. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I work hard on those. <laughs> I know. It's it's just so
0: fun. It's such a fun brand. So it's out of her coffee shop in Eastern North Carolina. Along with that, she has partnered with an artesian bath and body company to create a unique product line that is infused with classy broads tea into everything. But that's not why she's here today. Today, we have a, a little, little less funny topic. We have something that is kind of serious. So um, it's something very near and dear to this community to me, Most importantly, um, on April 2018, Leslie lost her sister, Shauna. Shauna was 25, a Navy veteran, and absolutely hilarious. I think it runs in the family. (laughs) Unfortunately, she lost a battle against depression and killed herself before she could get help. Leslie is passionate about suicide prevention and breaking the stigma that depression and other mental illnesses carry with them. We share that. I'm very passionate about that. Uh, She has created a foundation to help other nonprofits who share the same mission and to also assist families in the aftermath of suicide. So Leslie, you reached out to me like when this happened, after this happened. And and it was
1: like pretty soon. You're one of like the first people that I was like, I need to talk to.
0: Yeah. And, and um, you had said like, thank you for sharing your story and stuff like that, because like it helped me have a little more understanding going through this. Tell us, uh, tell us what happened. I mean, tell us, you know, how you found out, what kind of feelings you and your family have gone through. Like, I mean, it's a process. It's a process.
1: Yeah. So the whole, actually, when I found out, so this is kind of just. It's a very weird story. Um, there on a Monday, I was shutting down my coffee shop, and my cousin called, and she said, "Hey, I got this really weird phone call from one of Shauna's friends." And I, they weren't, I think she butt dialed me. She didn't mean to call, but she was like screaming. And all I could hear was we have to call her dad. We have to call her dad. And we couldn't get the person. She couldn't get the person on the other line to talk. So it was just kind of this uh, mumbling, who knows? And she's like, but I heard Shauna in the background. And I think, you know, my sister did have kind of a history of, uh, getting a little crazy and drinking too much. Um, so we were like, uh, she's probably just hammered, like. She was 25, whatever. She lived by herself, so that's what you do when you're 25 sometimes. Um, And so we really didn't think anything else of it. And so she kept trying to call my sister and her phone was dead and all this. And this went on for probably an hour. So I get to the Walmart parking lot, call my cousin, see what's up. And I'm like, listen, we actually sat there in the parking lot and said, the worst case scenario is what? And I was like, she's probably getting in jail. They're getting arrested because of public intox. That's why they're screaming. And that's why I got to call my dad to bail her out. And it wasn't a big deal. And then as I was checking out in Walmart, my cousin called because Shauna's roommate had finally called and said, I found her and she's gone. And I like dropped all my stuff at Walmart. And I think it was like one of those silent screams and ran out. And I probably looked like a crazy person, but whatever. And that was that. And it was a very surreal, I don't know, I think, you know, I, you see this kind of stuff in movies when people call and say that you lost someone, but it is one that, like you said in the beginning, like it never, unless it happens to you, you don't get it. And so for probably a month, I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't real. I really thought, I don't know, I couldn't process it um, until, so then I had to kind of scramble to get to san diego that's where she was and to kind of figure things out so it didn't become real until i found her her suicide note and that is when i think it really hit me that she took her own life and that's when you know you think about how sad somebody has to be to write that Mm -hmm. you know and that's really what hurts the most it's you know that she's not here is sort of a selfish reason, like for me. Cause I really, you know, I talk to my sister all the time. Um, but that's like, that's the worst. And that she felt she couldn't ask anybody for help. And then it was too late. And that's really why we're, you know, trying to amp up and help other people because, you know, I can't, couldn't help her, but you know, somebody else, just one person in my yeah. entire lifetime is totally worth it. So that's- yeah.
0: That's what I say all the time. And as somebody who's been in that place, I can honestly say we're not thinking about other people. We just we just can't we can't cope with what's going on inside of us and the feeling of emptiness. And a lot of times we feel like the the world would be better off without us. I mean, Shauna, I mean, you said she like to get a little wild. I'm definitely there. I just made a Facebook live today about how I'm quitting drinking for a while. Not because I'm getting wild all the time anymore, right. but like I did because we drink. It's funny, we're depressed and we shouldn't drink because alcohol is a depressant, but we drink to not have to deal with the shit going on inside of our heads.
1: Well, and then another thing that we did find out later was that she was addicted to Xanax and that doesn't help at all. Being in San Diego, she was, it was accessible, very easily accessible. I think it's easily accessible everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But that just made it worse. I mean, it just, Yeah. And then once you take the first one, then it's, you feel better that time. And it just is this vicious cycle and you get more depressed. So you take more and, you know, I get it. I get it.
0: It's it's, but it's hard. I mean, when I talk to people about this, it's really hard to try to explain it because unless you've been in that place it's it's really hard to process. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're just like, I could have helped you. I love you like you know, like I could have been there for if you just opened up to me and to be honest, nobody would have known at, until it happened if my spouse hadn't been in the house when I was like mm-hmm. spiraling out of control right. so it we're not thinking about reaching out when we're in that dark place. We're just thinking about like, I'm a burden on everybody around me, you know, I'm, I'm hurting other people and if I could just stop hurting them, you know, it's, I mean, I've heard people who say, you know, have had different reasons, but that was, that's been the general theme of people I've talked to who's been in that place is just like want, we want it to end and we want, we want to stop, like we want to stop hurting other people because when we're in that place, we, we push people away. When we say stuff we're not supposed to, we do things like, you know, get addicted to drugs or alcohol and stuff like that, that we just, we don't want to be there anymore. So Mm -hmm. I know I I can't even imagine what it's like to be on your side of things because you were really close with your sister and um, to, to feel that like how, what has helped your family process this, you know, what has helped you guys the most so far? Um,
1: so it has helped me the most is talking about it. Um, I think I actually freak a lot of people out cause I am very matter of fact. Um, mm-hmm. I think that suicide in itself, people freak out about the word suicide. Don't oh, say yeah. it it's weird. Let's not do this. Um, like even my own dad is like, you know, kind of brushes it off. Um, and so for me and my cousin, we're very much open about it. And I think my mom is kind of getting along with that, like, we're all just talking about it, um, over and over and over and making it a real thing, because Mm -hmm. I think society as a whole, suicide is taboo, mental illness is taboo, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, um... Until like I've always said commit suicide before this. And then when I started, when this happened, like, oh, my gosh, if you look through my my Google search history, (laughs) it's all about suicide and whatnot. Um, But um, just the the term committed, like you committed a crime. Yeah. A lot of people say and you it's incriminalizing it right there before you even like get on with it. So, died by suicide is kind of what I've made myself say. And I don't know if that makes a difference to anybody else, but for me it does.
0: A friend of mine and I talked about that. She said she said the same thing cuz she also has been in that place as well and we talked about that like why is it that we say somebody died from diabetes, mm-hmm. but we don't say somebody died from suicide. We say they committed suicide. Right. You know, people don't just kill themselves because they feel it's like a good idea. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. they're a lot like, Oh, I think this is a fun thing I could do today. Like this, is just, it's a, an illness. Like yeah. that causes people to, to, you know, we could even say, um, we could say they died from depression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something like yeah. that. Um, because that, that really is. That's where it stemmed from. Cause. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it is. It is. Um, you know, and then my mom, I think just, to, you know, Um, creating this foundation, this nonprofit in my sister's name and just trying to help anybody else that we can. Um, You know, my mom is in a whole nother position because that's a child lost and that's not anything that I can process um, at all. And um, so that's kind of her mission is to, to take to keep another parent from losing a child. Mm-hmm. Um, because the suicide rate among 10 to 24 year olds, these are children. These are young mm-hmm. adults is so high. Um, I can't throw out official numbers right this second, but.
0: I think the last time I looked it up, it was like 70% yeah, or 60, like, 60 or 70% of people who commit suicide are, or I said it too. It's, just, <laughs> it's ingrained in us. You know what I mean? It's it just is. like, it mm-hmm. is so ingrained in us because like even growing up, like even though my whole family has depression, like nobody talked about it, like it's a taboo subject. So, you know, died by suicide. That's, I think it's 60 or 70% are in that age range.
1: Yeah. And that's crazy. And, um, veterans. And then when you take the veteran section out, female veterans are three times as likely to kill themselves as their male counterparts, which I find absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, mm. So, yeah. And, you know, there's just a combination of things for her. It was depression. She was diagnosed with bipolar, you know, when we were little and it was just a, a snowball and mm-hmm. just couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. You know? And, and I am, I'm okay with that because thinking about how much pain there was to get her to this point. Cause another thing that we found out is she had overdosed accidentally a year prior and it wasn't an accident yeah so um, that she had been thinking about this and doing you know on this destructive path for a long time I am at peace because that for her is over she doesn't Mm -hmm. have to fight it anymore even though it really sucks all of it really sucks (laughs) (laughs) um but I think that's the only way I get through this I don't know
0: I mean, I can understand in a way what your mom is going through. Cause we've been through a situation where luckily we didn't lose one of our kids, but we almost did, you right. know? And so it's a, it's a terrifying thing for a parent, you know? And I can't even imagine losing my brother or sister. Like they're like, you know, yeah. my sister's turning 30 this year and I'm going up to New York to be able to celebrate. And I, she's like, she's always been there. You know what I mean? So yeah, like it's
1: super weird. Like it's, it's so weird. We had a lake house growing up. And so me and my sister and my cousins, and my brother, we were going to buy the lake house out when we're like older and rich and have our own kids. And that was like our thing. And now uh, it, she's not there to do that. I take a trip every year, me and my sister and my two cousins every year. And now she, that's not going to happen. And it's, you know, we're still, what is this, like three months, almost four months since this happened. So we're not quite, I think I'm still in that shock period. You know, um, even having to get to, so I'm in North Carolina, my mom's in Texas, my sister lived in San Diego, so I had to like (laughs) coordinate funeral arrangements and getting people flown to San Diego and then back to Houston and all of the stuff. So I was kind of in business mode at that point and haven't, I don't know if I've actually taken a step back since then, really, Um, because I mean, things had to get done. My parents were falling apart, you know, obviously. So I did all that. And, um, yeah, it just, you got to keep going though. That's the thing is, um, my, we've joined, um, you know, people who live through a family member dying by suicide are called suicide survivors. And I don't know how I feel about that term yet.
0: I consider myself a suicide survivor, but because I didn't. Did
1: it, right. It's yeah. like a, it's like a plane crash survivor. Like, yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. I don't, consider myself as that um have you seen the the guy who jumped off the golden gate bridge and lived yeah yeah okay so that's insane right oh my gosh um so yeah i would feel like that's a suicide survivor not not me so i don't know we gotta come up with a better term here (laughs) can we put can we put comments in the uh, underneath this can people submit terms Do a contest? I don't know. That's not appropriate. People guys- should
0: go over to the Facebook page and under the graphic be like, "I think this would be a better term."
1: Right. I'll take I'll take some votes. You're not um, winning
0: any prizes here for this, no, but like no prizes, no, <laughs> no prizes. That is but- another
1: way I cope, you guys. And I don't mean to freak people out, but I making- oh by
0: making jokes. No, I mean that has been my um, that that's always been my go-to. Yeah, like, my mom's like, "Why are you? You say you're upset. Why are you smiling?" I was like, I don't know. This is what my yeah. face does. I don't
1: Yeah. And that's, yeah. Cause I mean, I, I could either laugh or I could cry. Yeah. And, um,
0: well crying's okay. You, you know, can do that too.
1: Crying is okay. Yes. You are right. And it happens a lot. Um, but if I can get through it by laughing, then I'm going to do it. Um, and that's very much, my sister was really, really funny. Um, and I think she kind of falls under that category of like Robin Williams. Um, you know, people who right. did everything to make other people feel better, but never did anything for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of where I come in with like, you know, taking care of yourself is important. Yeah. And in the last few months I kept t- she was doing all this stuff for like these people, her friends that I'm not really sure were her friends, but even like my mom and my dad I was like, you have to stop doing stuff for them because you can't take care of yourself right now. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't do that. So yeah. A lot of stuff for her, for her case specifically built up in the last couple of months and not being able to step back and know when to step back and take care of yourself, I think was her ultimate, you know, that downfall.
0: Or even if, like you said, she had friends who weren't really her friends, then nobody's really paying attention to the warning signs that are happening no. all around because they—I mean, you may not they're have seen there. them because the distance, but people who are around somebody, mm-hmm. we spiral out of control. Yeah. Like well,
1: looking back, I totally saw it, and there's um, a lot of there's a lot of guilt there, and I know you know that's a thing. Don't be guilty; it's not your yeah. fault. All this stuff which is true for anybody who's going through this. It isn't your fault. Even if I had gone to San Diego that night and maybe saved her this time, I don't know if I would have saved her next time. Right. You know, there's, there's that. Um,
0: There's a certain ownership that people who are, I always say mental illness is not an excuse to be an asshole. Um, (laughs) I just, I mean, I struggle with anxiety and depression. Like it's not an excuse to be an asshole, but we have to decide on our own to get the help. Like nobody, you can't force somebody to get help if they don't want to get it. Like you can support them, you can be there for them, but there's only so much a person can do. Like if the, you know, my husband said to me, like, I need you to get help. I need you to see somebody. And he's like, if next time, if you've seen somebody next time you're really serious about doing this, he's like, I won't stand in your way. And, but I, looking back, like if I really did not, was not open to getting that help, it wouldn't have mattered like i would have right. went and did it another time so yeah. but i was i was fortunately open at that point in time and i think it had a lot to do with my kids because
1: i didn't yeah
0: yeah mm-hmm. that's a whole like i can't imagine doing that to my children like i i mean at the time i could imagine it because i wasn't thinking about that but now yeah. like, like they're my buffer and i can't like you i can't just imagine roll out. I just can't roll out. I just can't roll out. So I think that was it. But like your sister was single. I mean, she did have a fur baby. Who, who has the fur baby? Who has the fur my baby? My mom.
1: My okay. mom has a uh, Baron. That was like her life. Oh my gosh. So cute. He's very cute. Um, he's actually like the dog version of my sister. <laughs> so... Um, But, yeah, so my mom has him, which I think is awesome for my mom, too, Mm -hmm. in like, the healing process. Um, But I want to go back to something that you just said. Oh, um, when you're, you know, down that far, only you can get yourself out of it at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. And I I talk about that in the podcast I did with you last time Um, because the depression thing, I don't have it as extreme as, like, say my sister or a lot of people, but that one time was real bad. And it took me, it took everything that I had to make a phone call. I was like crying and I dialed the phone five or six times and I hung up. And I I just kept doing that over and over and over and I finally just let it ring. And I was crying so much that I couldn't even talk to the person. So yeah, you had like anybody that's down that far, you do, you are the only person that can help you. Mm And then once you get it, then like everybody will rally around you, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, that's that's the truth. As you you are the only person that can help you.
0: And it's a scary. Well, considering you have been in a pretty dark place, maybe not that dark. You right. that that actually gives you a little more empathy towards your sister than somebody who's never been there, because if you've never experienced depression on a like very deep level mm-hmm. I mean people always say depression they say sadness it's not just sad you're not just no that's not, not it sad. it's like I it's, don't even
1: are you really not even sad I'm not
0: you? you've I feel nothing when I'm depressed right. like I literally feel nothing I'm numb I could give a fuck less about the entire world mm-hmm. like really to yeah. be honest I'm just like I feel nothing I don't I don't find joy in the things I find joy in I don't I I hate the world to be like, I'm just like, fuck everybody. I don't care. Yeah. Um, Because like, I don't feel anything. I just feel kind of empty. And I just, I just feel like this weight is weighing me down. Um, But I don't feel sad. I I know. Sad isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah, It's not like a pity party
0: no people are like just shake it off i'm like i don't know you know i i have ways that and you know i take care of self-care practice self-care i usually give myself a day off a mental health break like Uh all these things that i do that help me like ding myself out of there but i feel
1: like it's something you can kind of do after the fact i think like that first time i don't know if you know what's happening to you yeah you don't i didn't
0: no, I've just dealt with it my entire life at this point in time. I'm like, I know, I know when I'm starting to slip into a depression mm-hmm. and usually I can stop it before it happens. Like I just, right. there's like warning signs for me, but they're different for everybody. So it's kind of like until you've been there, you really don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah, you're right and that. And I think that's why I'm, I don't know. Uh, it is easier to 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 process, just because, yeah, I've been there, and you know, just knowing that feeling, and knowing that she couldn't call and ask for help. I mean, do I want her? You know, do I want her here? Yes, but would I've wanted her to stay in this world that miserable forever? No, not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So, yeah. Well, because like we said, she had she would have had to decide to get the help on her own. And there are th- ways and things that could have helped her, right? Um, oh, yeah.
1: She needed to get out of a place. She was surrounded by a lot of people who weren't great. She did have some really good people there, but everybody was fake. And yeah. she was doing she was going out of her way for all of these people that she shouldn't have been. And neglecting people that, you know, could have helped her. Um, which I, I, I think is, is kind of normal, though, is as soon as she says something to me, well, okay, I'm going to be in San Diego. And, you know, you're going to, she was, at, she was going to move into me six months, which would be like this summer actually. So six months um, after this happened, she was going to move in because she did say, you know, like we had to get her life together. It's like, just come out here. We'll start over and, you know, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't make it that far.
0: No. So. I, mean, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I, if I hadn't met my husband, I may have just completely spiraled out of control. I was like in a really bad place, like really bad place. Um, and you know, if he hadn't been here, like, I mean, the, I tell people, I, I've said this multiple times in the podcast, the first three years of our marriage, I mean, I was a hot fucking mess. Like I would black out and verbally abuse him and like drink heavily and all these things that I did to like cope with mm-hmm. my, what was going on with me. And I had no idea. And it was actually the night before I attempted suicide that, um, I literally drank a bottle of vodka to myself, blacked out and puked all over the place in front of a bo- whole bunch of people that he worked with. Right. And like woke up like naked <laughs> on my ca- my chair, like what the fuck happened? But the mm-hmm. depression hadn't gone away. It just had gotten worse at that point in time. And I was just like, I can't keep doing this. I can't, yeah. I just can't. And, um, if he hadn't been there, like he was getting ready to leave the house. And so I got in the shower and I was making my plan. No idea why I'm going to take a shower before I do this. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I guess. And so he actually stepped in at the right time. So it didn't, it didn't happen. And he was just, I'll never forget his face and how heartbroken he was. And like, it, it's, it's like I crushed his soul. Like mm-hmm. you know, he was just like, "What? What is going on with you?" And I'm like, "I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to be here. Like, I, you, and the kids and everybody would be better off without me." And he just,
1: yeah, because like, that's a that's a really crushing. shitty, shitty feeling is to think that because like as you felt you weren't good enough, then everybody out like I felt like I wasn't good enough. Like her. you didn't
0: do enough. Yeah. Right.
1: And well, that and that like we weren't good enough for her to hang out. Like you just you know she we're not good enough for her to stay here with us Mm -hmm. and that's what really sucks and i know it's and i know i know i know i know that that's not how she
0: well that's how you feel your feelings are valid your feelings are completely (laughs) valid
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah and so that's and i think that's something that people just process It, it you process it. i don't think it ever gets better um but i don't know
0: Talking it out as best and, you know, yeah. talking to somebody and saying, this is how I felt. Your feelings are valid. That's how it felt felt to you. I mean, my husband felt very similar. We've talked about it a couple times where he was just like, I just felt like I wasn't a good enough husband because I couldn't save you. Yeah. And I was like, I had nothing to do with you, man. And he's right. like, I know. It's, but Yeah.
1: And then there's that—is It really doesn't. It doesn't. And so like anybody in my position, it really doesn't have anything to do with you. It really, it doesn't but I mean it's a hard thing to to deal with
0: yeah that's how you feel and that's a valid feeling um it's hard to have these conversations because I'm like but you have no idea right Um, but it's it's okay I'm like yeah it's almost a debate it's it's not a debate Feels
1: more shitty we both feel really (laughs) shitty
0: it's 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 a shitty situation
1: like all around. And I
0: feel like the um, mental, the way mental health is treated in America just makes it mm. 10 times worse. Right. right. Like the way people treat you. I, if I tell somebody, I, if somebody finds out I have anxiety or struggle with depression, they take a step back. Like, I'm going to catch this shit. I'm like, you're not going to catch it. <laughs> like, catch it's not passed on that way. Like, but they do like, as if there's something like wrong with me. And I'm like, well, you know how many, like, you know how many people are going to experience some kind of mental illness in their lifetime? Like, almost everybody. Right. I mean, you may not have chronic, like, I have chronic anxiety and depression. Like, mm-hmm. um, you may not have chronic, but you might, like, lose somebody, and then now you're in a depression, and now you need to talk to, like, a therapist or something like that. It happens. Or you have mm-hmm. experienced some sort of trauma, and that, you know things happen in our lives that and the fact that people are so fucking up their asses about this like it's stupid like i see some ignorant ass comments about suicide like with when kate spade and anthony bourdain that Mm. happened oh my the shit i saw on social i had to like step back and be like
1: yep yeah Mm. people who are you know yeah there's a there's a lot of really bad things that people can say but it's you know, until you're there, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. because like, I, and I, you know, I was never very, um, empathetic of, of suicide because I was, you know, again, in the last previous podcast, I was kind of like, ah, suck it up, buttercup, let's move on. Mm -hmm. And, um, but until the depression happened to me and I was like, shit, this is real. And then, um, mm -hmm, and now this, it's, you know, you can't really, again, you don't know what you don't know and you can't put yourself in that position. I feel like people who say all those things have never been there. Yeah. you know, it's Or like, they've
0: been there and they're ashamed to admit they've been there, so they pretend like they haven't been there.
1: Oh, that's true too, yeah. which is way worse.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it is. I've seen some people like that and they're like, well, I've been there and I can't, I don't, I think it's stuff." I'm like, what? Bitch, back oh. up. Like, seriously. Um, but you mentioned to me that there's actually support groups for people who have lost somebody
1: to suicide. Super cool. Um, the (sighs) National Association for Suicide Prevention, um, somewhere on their website, I should have probably written all this down before I came on here. We'll find it.
0: (laughs) I will Um, link it up in the show notes. I got this. (laughs) Um,
1: you, it'll kind of trickle down to local like chapters. And so, and they're, it's suicide survivors. Again, y'all, we need a better term here. Um, yeah. And it, it's really comforting to know that you're not the only person going through, through this. Um, and as I was looking through this, then I was very overwhelmed by the amount of people going through this. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's too many people. And that's, that's our mission now is to decrease that number of people who are affected by this.
0: Well, we mentioned your nonprofit, but you didn't tell them how you guys are raising money.
1: Oh, okay. So um, because I happen to have a coffee and tea company, we have developed Shauna's sweet tea. So sweet tea was my sister's favorite drink. Um, She was like, I freaking hate soda. I hate water. I hate everything but sweet tea. So um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and that's all she ever drank. So um, we have created Shawna's Sweet Tea, and it's really good. It's really fresh, and we sell that to raise money. And the money comes into a foundation. And once we actually get our file, or, or file work, our paperwork filed for our 501c nonprofit, then we will start uh, divvying out that money to those meetings. You know, even or even just like donating tea um, to families. The monthly meetings, or to a bigger nonprofit who's really on a mission to do something. So we're kind of just taking, uh, I guess you could call us like the the middle, and we're just giving out money to where it we think it needs to be at what at you know certain times. Um, I'd love to get to the point where we can help out with funeral expenses because that was a shit show. I bet. You know, we've already talked about how it's mostly younger people, not mostly, but a lot of young people are the ones that commit suicide. So you, as parents, you don't have a emergency fund for your kid's funeral. No,
0: we all expect to outlive our children. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, you know, that's kind of something that's in the back of our mind and yeah, that's, that's what we're doing. And if, you know, my mom really wants to talk to other parents and children, um, When we can get to the point of having it bottled and just sold on the shelves, we want to be in middle schools and high schools because that's where the shit starts.
0: It Um, is. It really is
1: that's where you're told to suck it up, you know, be a man, be a woman, don't have these kind of feelings, get over it. And And then you're getting bullied bullied
0: more. Yeah. Bullying in middle school, middle school takes bullying to a whole nother level. Like, I mean, there's some bullying that goes on in elementary school, but like when my oldest daughter reached middle school, holy shit, Mm -hmm. like girls were putting ketchup in her hair and yeah. in lunch and nobody did a freaking thing
1: yeah like
0: well, a, a guy literally sexually harassed her at school and it, it took two other girls coming forward before they kicked the bitch out of school my God. i was like listen up you should take it seriously that my daughter came forward and said this kid like felt me up mm-hmm. and they don't like it, it i think well, we're our, so
1: politically correct that our school we, system
0: needs a whole revamp i'll tell yes, you
1: that absolutely that's mm-hmm. actually why i'm no longer a teacher because i couldn't you know, I it's and it I, you know and it sucks because I think there are teachers out there that can really push through it, but I felt like I was better in a different realm. I can make more of a difference somewhere else than having to battle that alone. Which I know mm-hmm. I wasn't alone. There's lots of them, um, but yeah, our school systems are
0: oh, yeah out of control.
1: Well, because they're parents are food. They're yeah. afraid of all you know being um, told that they're discriminating against whoever. Pretty much anybody and it's very unfortunate because teachers can't discipline children yeah. teachers you know it's just it's crazy well and and yeah. it's
0: out of control on the parents end too because you do see polling in elementary school but let's be honest if they're in kindergarten first grade bullying somebody they learned it from somewhere they don't don't learn it in school at that point in time now middle school that's a whole different thing but when you're talking about like kindergartner first grader even second grader at that point in time they learned it from somewhere and parents are fucking failing their children here like are i um it's still a thing to call a kid gay and that's a way of picking on them my kids were my son was called that at school yeah it's still a thing and he said i don't know why they're saying this like we they know what gay is they know right. transgender like we have um, I'm very much an advocate of LBT or LGBTQ community. <laughs> um, I always like there's so many letters in there. Like, it's like up. it's like the military
1: acronyms. Yeah. Acronyms so, all around. So they
0: know, and so I said to him, I said, just start asking them what's wrong with being gay. And you know what? None of these fucking ki- children can explain what's can wrong. Can say being it. They've just yeah. heard
1: it from somewhere else. They so heard
0: it from somewhere else. Be, and yeah. this goes back to 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 bring it back around to mental illness that's where the kids are like hearing this, that it's not okay to feel their feelings. It's, I mean, yes, in school, eventually they hear it. But in the beginning, it's their parents that are like, oh, well, you have these thoughts. Okay, let's shut these sh- thoughts mm-hmm. off. Instead of parents saying, maybe my child needs to go see a therapist mm-hmm. or, you know, or talk to somebody or you know, encourage them to speak to their school counselor, which by the way, school counselors, that's a fun uh, thing because not all of them are actually qualified to be a counselor.
1: Yeah. They don't get paid enough to do that. Do yeah.
0: You? So, you know, that's a yeah.
1: school system issue. It's, it's, it's Administration just that teachers don't get paid.
0: No, they don't. As
1: much as they should.
0: And then they have to pay for things out of their own pocket. Like I have a couple of friends who are teachers and I just, you know, getting on this as we were talking about middle school is where it all starts. And that's where bullying starts. And that's where you start seeing these kids taking their lives because They can't, they can't, there's nowhere and they don't have the tools necessary. I feel like our kids need to learn some life skills in school. Like who who gives a shit about calculus? Like when our kids need to have emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and can't
1: even talk to have a real conversation with a real person. Right. There's a lot, there's a lot of things. Um, so yeah, we're trying to kind of our sweet tea just and the vending machines have subtle notes on there. Um, I'm actually going to Give a a shout out to Instagram if you don't mind. No, go for it. I don't endorse things for free hardly ever, you guys. (laughs) But um, when I set up Shauna Sweet Tea on Instagram, uh, I put in hashtag suicide, which is not allowed on Instagram. And when you put that in, it takes you through a process. that's like, okay, here's the suicide prevention hotline.
0: Wow. And then it gives
1: you tips on things that you can do. It says if you're thinking about suicide, go outside and take a walk go call somebody that you care about. And there's one other tip, but it like walks you through all of these things. And just for it to say, go outside and take a walk is awesome. Because actually when you are in that mindset, literally just changing and walking outside could totally save somebody's life. I know it sounds super simple, but no, it takes you out of that mindset. And, you get and sunshine and makes you eat, happy. Get fresh air. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I get depressed in the winter. I need <laughs> sun. Actually, the first time that that happened, I was, I lived in Iowa where it's snowing and it never happened to me because I'm from Texas. And I was like, what is happening?
0: That, Seasonal depression is a real yeah. thing. I get, I get way more like, I get winter blues, all, all yeah. that. I have a, like a lamp that I put in when I'm working in front of me to help me get some like the, of uh, the
1: right. yep. fun stuff
0: that makes me happy.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just really, really impressed with Instagram that they, they took the time to.
0: That, that is impressive. That mm-hmm. is very impressive. And I wonder if it was there before Facebook bought them. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so, so that's kind of interesting. So yeah, we're, we kind of are, are almost going to try to mimic that a little bit, you know, on the labels, just tips and, you know, numbers, hotlines. And, you know, a lot of people throw around the suicide hotline, like, call them if, you're, if you need um, help. Like, Meh.
0: We yeah. talked about this on another podcast uh, with Christina Schwartz, which I'll link up in the show notes. She's a, a therapist herself, and she was talking about uh, she stopped a friend of hers from committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And um, she shared actually, you can call a suicide hotline if you are somebody who thinks somebody's going to take their lives and get mm-hmm. tips on how to help them. Or if you stop oh. somebody from committing suicide, you can call them and talk to what these feelings are that are coming up for you. Oh,
1: that is awesome.
0: And if you go to the Suicide Hotline, like the um the website, which I'll link up in the show notes too, inspiredwomenpodcast.com, on there it doesn't just say it's for people who are having suicidal ideation. It's actually for anybody who's dealing with that sort of thing too.
1: Situation. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact That is awesome. Yay.
0: That's, but I like that you said on the T, you guys are going to have different things that can help somebody who may be dealing with Mm -hmm. that, or maybe they know somebody who's dealing with that and they can, you know, give them this information. Cause when we have the tools to help somebody, um, we can change the world.
1: Yeah. It's just really, our goal is just to have like a little hint of, Hey, you're okay. It's going to be okay. We see you. You know, even mm-hmm. if it's just as simple as looking at a label, there's an acknowledgement that
0: you're not okay, alone.
1: What I'm feeling is is fine, and there's a way to to move on um, because there's not any of that. You know, like I said, people cringe when I say the word suicide. They like mm-hmm. freak out. I'm like, oh, okay, not like I can I can physically see a group of people when I when I talk about this, and people like move and like get really uncomfortable physically.
0: They think they're gonna catch it.
1: <laughs> right,
0: they Stop. do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if somebody's a little bit a homophobe, and you know somebody says they're yeah. gay, they step back then too. Like, yep. like is, I'm going to catch this.
1: It is the same situation. You
0: are not going to catch suicide or depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder or personality disorder or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that the person themselves is dealing with, either because it they got some genetics that are you know going on or maybe they've been through some things because it's not always uh genetic like a chronic depression usually is that's something that has a genetic component mm-hmm. but sometimes it is somebody's just been through some really shitty shit and they're struggling to process through that yeah um that's why i want to be a therapist to help I see all the time with clients that I work with is these underlying things that I'm like man if I just had the tools to help you with that it would be like I would make a 10 times or 10x like difference yeah now I what I do now as a coach I do make a difference it doesn't but I want to make a bigger a deeper mm-hmm. impact you know like
1: Need that little extra
0: let's unpack all this baggage and work through it and we're gonna be okay and it's an imperfect journey like i been on my personal development journey for like five years now. And i I think it's been this fall, it'll be five years since I first started seeing a therapist. Okay. And I, yeah, it was 2000 and the, there 2013, mm-hmm. uh, September or the end of August in 2013 that, um, I had my suicide attempt. So, Yeah, I've been working on this a while and I still have a long way to go, but it's like a process you see more. And like I said, mentioned earlier, I made a Facebook live about how I'm cutting alcohol out of my life for a little, at least a little while, maybe Mm -hmm. permanently, who knows? Because I find it's not serving me and it's actually, it actually sometimes makes things a lot worse. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like, I just don't, I don't need it right now. Yeah. And with my anxiety being through the roof, I'm like, "Mm -mm -mm
1: -mm 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 -mm." yeah yeah like mm-hmm. you drink it to celebrate you drink it when you're sad you drink it like yeah yeah That's weird thing
0: yeah. yeah and it doesn't it's not serving it's not serving me like mm-hmm. it yeah you, I cut I, it out
1: too when I get when I know it's coming yeah I, I will stop drinking because it it does make it worse and
0: I consider myself an empath like I feel shit on a really like weird like I don't want to say weird a very special level yeah <laughs> 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 that like, sometimes I I drink just to to numb that out and not mm-hmm. have to deal with it, but I, I need to, I'm going to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, as we wrap this up, Leslie, is there anything we haven't covered or anything you want to share with everybody that we haven't covered so far?
1: Um, there is a saying that I saw, and I'm probably going to completely screw it up when I say it, um, in my research of, you know, the aftermath of a suicide. Um... And it says, suicide doesn't take away pain, it just passes it on to somebody else. No,
0: that is the quote, that's it. Yeah. Is
1: it? Okay, I got it right. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that it really is true. And, I, and that I know is really hard for somebody to process who's in a situation. Um, but it, I just you know wanna put it out there that it's not just a quote that gets passed around, it is the truth. You are passing on all of the issues to somebody else that you love even though, you know, sometimes you think that you're a burden, you're not a burden. It's not. And I don't know how to stress that enough. Um, And then for people who are in my position, my sister joked around about it a lot. And she always joked around because she was funny. And that was her thing. And looking back, it wasn't, she was asking for help and we all brushed it off as a joke.
0: And um, nobody jokes around about it. I just I, want I just people gotta say to be that.
1: very aware that a joke is, it's not a joke take it seriously. Because
0: if they're even talking about it, it's because they've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, unless they've lost somebody, like in your case, you lost somebody. Right. But if it's somebody who has not, ex- like they're saying it because it's gone through their head, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. maybe they're not, they're not going to take action on it right now, but that but doesn't yeah. mean in the future they won't
1: hmm Yeah. Like, oh, I just wish I'd get hit by a bus. Then my financial problems would be easier. You know, thing, little things like that. Like, oh, I just got, you know, she had an accident, had an ambulance bill with no insurance. So she got hit with like this huge bill. And am just like, oh, I just would rather get hit by a bus. Then I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And that looking back on it was an actual thing, not a joke. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. I kind of, I went through her phone and a lot of her, she had said that to a lot of her friends too, and they blew her off. So
0: and, but you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. you, nobody can, you can't, we can't point fingers and be like, yeah. you weren't, you weren't paying attention. I think a lot of times we're we're not educated enough to know that that's, that's, that's not, a sign. that's a sign. There's yeah. so many signs that people overlook. Like before I completely spir- spiraled out of control, like how to not how did nobody see this? Like how, I mean, cause there were signs like this yeah. is like, but nobody did. And there's not to blame. They had no idea, but now I'm very forthcoming with like, if you see this sort of thing, mm-hmm. like that means I need help. Please right. help. Exactly. Me. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's kind of, that's, you know, just another, just another little part of what we're trying to do with Shauna Sweet Tea is, is to make do that. You know, my husband teaches suicide awareness classes in the military. Yeah. And he said, if I were around her, I would have spotted that, you know, you would have seen it because they're taught to look at it, but you know, yeah. being far, probably not. And like I said, she joked around all the time. It was just, yeah. joke. and it's, it's just, yeah. So just be aware of the people around you.
0: Leslie, thank you so much for having this conversation with me course, and being, you. and being open to hearing what I had to say too, as somebody who'd yeah. been through it. I know that can't, I know that can't be easy because you're like, wow, I'm, like, speaking into a brain of somebody who <laughs> was, like, there, too. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important people listening hear both sides so we can have a, an understanding of, like, it's not a right or wrong or who who's, has it harder. It is, right. like, this is a reality and you have to we have to work on this. And I'm so happy mm-hmm. that you and your family are going to spread awareness because we need more people out there being willing to talk openly and have these conversations. So maybe absolutely. 20 years down the road, the stigma isn't as great and more mm-hmm. people are getting help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I am. I appreciate you listening.
0: Well, I appreciate you. And I was
1: like crying.
0: No, um. you're I, – I had to like <laughs> – sometimes you were talking and I'm like – Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't talk right now. Cause I'm going to bawl my eyes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause it, it was really, di- it's difficult for somebody like me to hear a, your perspective because like, I know that's what I, I did to mm-hmm. my, my significant other. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I know that's how he was feeling. And I'm like, Oh my god! Um, but you know, it's stuff we just have to process through. It's not. It's not good or bad. It's just. Yeah,
1: it's not. It's not good or bad. Exactly. Just feelings. It's, it's feelings, and, and they're it's valid. Reality. <laughs> yes. They're valid, and yeah, it is a very real thing. It's very real. It is. But it's you know, if everybody can just you know take a step back and listen. Right. All we must listen.
0: Uh, that really at this point in time is
1: the world that's, just that's, needs to listen to
0: Listen. open your ears and stop being judgmental sons of bitches let's go <laughs> exactly Exactly. Well, leslie thank you so much for coming on the podcast today
1: yes thank you megan thank you so much for tuning into this
0: week's episode of the inspired women podcast don't forget to subscribe share this out with your friends and family and join us in the inspired women community on facebook i'll catch you next week